This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- series. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome into the 20th ever episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. As we roll through Dave post-college football, man, no more college football. Pour one out for 2021-2022. Yeah, um, I did it like you did it. I got up this morning. I looked at the odds board. I was like, oh, it's college basketball day. Oh, wow. Okay. Start scrolling the first game on the board. 11 o'clock Pacific start. Quinnipiac and Canisius. Quinnipiac. And Iona and Fairfield. And I was like, come what? on. You're an East Coast guy. Quinnipiac. You know Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. You, you say Piac. <laughs> you threw an accent on the Quinnipiac. end of it. Quinnipiac. <laughs> like Peacock. It's Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. That's how you guys say it up there. Everybody got an accent. Yeah. Apparently, so I don't know. People like the accents. Um, no, yeah, I don't no know. Accent. College basketball is what it is. We got to dive into it. We're going to look at it. There's opportunities every day. I mean, I tell people that all the time. They're like, oh, I don't like betting in hockey. I'm like, it pays the same. Everything pays the same. Now, whether you like watching it or not, that's a different story. And, you know, there's people that will tell you that they bet every day and they don't watch any games. I, again, don't always think that that's the best way to do it, but I know people that do. I've used to do it myself. So, College basketball, here we go. Yeah, I'm a mix. I mean, I, I do like to watch the games I bet. I do like to sweat the games I bet, but I also don't have a problem like going out and doing stuff if it's a game that I like the numbers in the place in the position, but I don't have to watch it. Like I, I bet hockey all the time and I don't watch it. Like right. it's it's like tonight, I got two bets going tonight for hockey and I, 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 I may have access, but ESPN plus, I don't always want to watch it on my phone or, you know, go to the, go to the app on my computer or on my, on my phone, my TV. So like, I'll just follow it along. I'll just be like, okay, let's see where we're, how are we doing? Like, it's kind of, I don't need to sit there and, and, and suffer through it. So I like college basketball. So there's certain college basketball games I'll want to watch just from an entertainment standpoint. But, you know, I, I feel, I feel for people sometimes because they feel like, uh, not that I feel bad for them, but like if they can't, if they have to have money on a game to watch it, I think that's where you get, you start creeping towards the unhealthy part of the sports. Oh, world. for sure. Like oh, you got to right. be able to have the enjoy, like the sports have got to be there. You got to enjoy the sport and enjoy the activity of watching the game and being a sports fan first. And then the spice is the bet. It can't be the other way around. It can't be like, I have to have money on it or I can't enjoy what I'm watching. Well, how about the people that have money on it that have, it might as well be, you know, trading pork bellies. Like right. there's those people too. They, they don't even care about commodity. The sport. It is literally yeah. a commodity. So yeah. I've seen it all, uh, but we're both old enough to remember having to call a score phone to find a score <laughs> or to watch the scroll <laughs> at the bottom of the screen, hoping that you caught the game. Cause otherwise they scrolled all this. When they started that score scroll, it was like, you saw your score once every eight minutes. And if you missed right. it, you were like, Oh no, now I don't know the score. You had to make bets 
and you didn't even know anything. So until the, you saw the final, so things have changed a lot. These apps have made it like literally you can see the play by play. You can see the lines change. So we have a lot more at our disposal, but I agree with you. Sometimes you got to just go watch a movie, go for a walk, do something and not sit there and stare at that screen. I don't like watching games on my phone. I don't know about you. you oh, I, I love it. Oh, I love it. Watching love it. the actual game. Love it. Yeah. I'd rather just watch the score on my phone. I mean, how big is the screen on your phone, though? I got an old phone. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah. I so I've got, a, I, I've got a fairly large. I mean, I now that the in-laws are here, so like downstairs oh. is no longer is no longer mine, right? <laughs> so now, because of the beauty of technology, now I am watching shows on my phone in bed at night. So like Teresa goes to sleep. And so I used to be downstairs watching yeah, this. Right. So now I no longer have downstairs. It's been stolen right. away from me yes. so now i have to find a way to because i don't go to bed she goes to bed at like 9 30 10 i go to bed at midnight right so i gotta kill two hours doing something and on the west coast we sometimes have games on but most often we don't have really anything interesting on to watch right so I, i've been now watching just throw on the earbuds and go ahead and watch the show i, mm. <laughs> I, I don't like doing it myself oh, but yeah yeah i'm gonna i might have to get used to that i don't know at some point by the way, did you know that I love? I love that the live chat now has turned into like regulars who are listening and watching the show every day are now communicating with each other. Like they're going, That's good fantastic. morning. Hey, how are you? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, Lady Sharon, <laughs> TJ, SoCal. And Carl, like, good morning, everyone. Here. SoCal's like, hey, Carl, how are you? Like it's turning into a bar. It's, hey. <laughs> Listen, that's kind of what this is, right? Like, I mean, that's Great. what the book was. I used yeah. to have in the book people come to visit me just to say hello. They were on their way to go play their favorite slot. They'd come in, tell me about their kids, make a 5 or $10 parlay. What do you like on this game? Mike the Mailman. I had uh, Jimmy the Cleaner. <laughs> like, I mean, everybody had a name, and, like, you had to remember what they did. The girl from the bagel place, she would, you know, every once in a while drop off a dozen bagels. So, I mean, that's what the show's about. We're talking about sports. We're talking about life. And you start to get to know, it's like, cheers. Yeah, hey, everybody nice. knows your name. It's cool. I, I love it. Hey, if you guys haven't given a review yet on Apple, if you that's please how you do. listen to the show on podcast, please do that. We are up to 12 reviews now, which I love that. that so we're slowly building, slowly putting it together. There's big things coming down the pike. We haven't announced it. So like, it's just brick by brick, step by step, starting to build. But it's nice to see here. This is our 20th show. So it's nice to see some positive momentum and things going. Right. Yeah, number 20. So 20 of many, but it's number 20. All right, so let's go right to it. Georgia hammers Bama late. It's a fourth quarter to remember for the Bulldogs. It's a fourth quarter to forget for Alabama. The injuries, obviously a major factor in this, but Georgia wins their first championship in 41 years. It's another SEC championship, but doesn't it feel like fresh meat, new blood, getting that ring on their finger is a good thing for college football? Absolutely. I think so. Um yeah, that was a hell of a game. I mean, that was just a hell of a football game. It was fun to watch with, no matter what side you had. Obviously, when you win the bet, it's much better. The game stayed under. That was the concern for me. The team totals both stayed under. That was a good uh, result as well. Um, man, when that kid blew his knee out for Alabama, gosh, that looked like like a, a racehorse, like leg kind of snap thing where you saw that knee, and I was just like, oh, man. And I hate to see those, but those injuries – they, they mount up quickly in a game like that. And, man, Georgia's front seven, they kept coming. And so when you take away, 
you know, Menchie was already out. You take one away like that. It was, uh, I mean, young, uh, Bryce Young played valiantly, but like Stenson Bennett. I mean, how do you not love that moment? What he did, his story, where he got, seeing him literally just start crying on the sideline when that kid intercepted that ball. I was like, that's why you watch sports, man. That's that's why yeah. you watch sports. We'll get to his story here in, in just one second. What was interesting, I thought about the game, and this is why I bet Georgia, we talked about it yesterday, just about the front seven and the do-over. And I really do think that that benefited. I mean, historically, I was reading a couple of articles about rematches from the regular season into the postseason. And almost every single time, the team that lost the first game won the second game. And it's just really, I think, a huge benefit when you're like, all right, we messed up. We didn't play well the first time around, but look what they did to us. Look at the weakness they exploited. We know that we can stop the run. Alabama averaged 1.1 yards per rush last night. Somehow my Brian Robinson under 62 and a half bet didn't come in though. He got 68 yards, most of it in the third quarter where he got hot running the football. But it was a little bit of a spell there where you're like, hmm, is Georgia getting tired? And then the fourth quarter came up and they started to blitz. And the thing that's so remarkable about watching Alabama and Auburn, sorry, Alabama and Georgia play is that the speed of these guys on defense. I mean, there was, there were a couple of plays where like you thought on both sides, Alabama and Georgia, that the running backs or quarterbacks were going to bounce to the outside. And you just saw the linebacker DB defensive lineman, whatever, just throw the gear down. And it was like, that's not normal in college football. Like nope. that's a play that you see on Sundays where like you aren't running East and East to West on a, on a two point play from the right hash to the left pylon. You're not getting there in the NFL, but in college, sometimes you see that happen last night. <laughs> it was not no. happening last night. The speed no. of these two teams were just so remarkable. Incredible. Um, and, and I actually, I said that in the first quarter, I mean, it was different and I could really appreciate it because when you, and when you see it on both sides of the ball, let alone the physicality of the game at that speed, it's actually kind of like, Oh, like I felt old for a second. I'm like, I have no idea how these kids do this. They keep getting up. They flip the ball. There was a lot of yapping. There was a lot of talking in between plays going back. I mean, it was, that was an old school football game that um, it was just, again, another just like celebration of college football. But it makes you realize, like when you look at the futures, (laughs) who's beating those teams? (laughs) Like if they keep coming back with those type of recruits and that type of level speed, let alone, can you believe ain't nobody wear no pads no more? Like they don't wear no, like their pants are pulled up over their knees. Like they got the thinnest little thigh pads, if any at all. And none of the outside guys are, they don't wear knee pads. Like I can't believe it on turf. They wear nothing. They fly. They run so fast. Every one of them, even the D linemen, it's, 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 they're on a, they're playing a different game, Georgia, Alabama. I mean, Clemson, they had it down year, but like those kids, they're just different. Yeah. It, you know, looking back, uh, our, our guy, Patrick Everson, uh, senior writer, head writer for props. Obviously, he does an amazing job when it comes to these tweet storms and talking to all the bookmakers and everything else. I, I thought it was really interesting that the only book he talked to that it was a good thing that that Georgia won 
was Georgia and the under hitting was good for win bet. The Georgia yeah. under result was the best for them. It turned out great for us. For most books, it did not turn out great because of the what we talked about yesterday about the liability they had to Georgia to win the national championship. Yep. So, I mean, even though the Bama money came pouring in and Mattress Mac lost a million plus on it, overall, it felt like the Bama loss was a bad thing for the books. Fair? Uh, I mean, it it varies from book to book. It all depends on how they handle their future market. I mean, that's where one game is still one game and it's a big handle game. But um, I mean, the game staying under had to be a good thing. It's just the, the the side result when you grade the futures probably comes out to be a loser because again, all those, all those early tickets on Georgia were at eight to one and six to one, and they were much higher. And I think a lot of people took a shot on Georgia again after they lost because they were getting into the playoff and there was pretty much no question in anybody's mind that they were beating Michigan. So they were taking a plus there. And then they ultimately probably took a plus on a money line like mattress Mac did on Alabama. So they middled it or had plus plus where as opposed to usually the book does. So I could see that being a bad result. I know the guys I was trading text yesterday with the guys at WinBet, Allen and, and Mo. And they held fast at two and a half. They did not go to three. They just said, that's fine. We'll sit here two and a half because we already need Georgia. And they're betting Alabama with us. They were giving away um, two and a half even money. And you know, mm. uh, the, the bad guys, sharp guys, the rhombuses, they, they love even money. Even if it's on two and a half. They'd rather take even money two and a half than three minus 110. So they got enough money. They probably did pretty good. Interesting. All right. You mentioned Stenson Bennett, the fourth Stenson Bennett, the fourth, the fact that his, he goes by the fourth is all you need to know about this. I saw the funniest tweet. Somebody said the amount of insurance that Stenson Bennett's going to sell in Athens, Georgia in his career is going to be insane. And I was like, probably right. <laughs> he's probably right. I mean, this dude was on good morning America this morning. He looked completely hung over. Good for him. But Do you think he slept? I mean, he kind of couldn't he have said slept. He got two hours. He got he two hours, sleep two hours? Okay. Of, of sleep. So, yeah. yes, very, very little sleep for him last night. And look, this is the highlight, the pinnacle, right? I mean, the, this kid is an unbelievable story. Former walk-on, had to go to a junior college. He comes back. I didn't trust him. I didn't trust him in the SEC championship game. I didn't trust him last night. It's why I was very concerned about the bet. I loved the Georgia defense. I was all about Georgia's defense and their ability to slow down Bama. I, I told you yesterday, I thought it was going to be a 20 to 17. I liked the under. I liked Georgia to win and cover, but barely. And the kid, that throw in the second half for the touchdown, the 40 oh. yard bomb, that was a toss. That was <laughs> the catch was something else too, but the toss, man, that was an impressive throw by that kid. I'm so impressed. And like, I've talked about this for years because I mean, I went to high school in Pittsburgh and, you know, playing football is a thing, playing quarterbacks, a thing. You got to be able to get hit in the mouth and get back up to be successful. No matter how good your arm is, how fast your legs are, you have to have the ability to get hit, throwing the ball forward, completely exposed, getting drilled and getting back up. He's been getting back up for years. And now, like, I'm doing it with the kids coaching them, going through the JUCO route, trying to go to a D3 school to maybe go to a D1 school. The road is so hard. 
And it's mm. like, you don't know if it's ever going to get there. You just got to keep working. You got everybody pretty much telling you, no, you're not good enough all the time. This kid went to a junior college because they told him, now nah, we're good. Oh, you can come back. And then when he came back, they recruited all the kids above him to basically keep him as a scout team quarterback. He gets a shot in the SEC championship, does not play well. And now it all comes back full circle. And he didn't play that great in the first half. I mean, like that was I think that's the part of the story that makes it so (sighs) movie-esque that he has that crazy run to the right. Is it a fumble? Is it a pass? Did the Bama player stay in bounds when he casually just kind of grabbed the football? But I mean, did you think that was a fumble or a pass when you saw it live? When I saw it live, I said, that's incomplete. I said, I, you know, and then I watched the replay and I'm like, oh, all right. I can see why somebody might have ruled it on the field that way. It might be kind of looks like a fumble. Then I was like, there's no way that kid caught that in. They're going to overrule that. And then when you see the replay, you're like, oh, my gosh, he's in. So you got every reason to, to you know, have it happen again. Geez, here we go again. And he makes those throws. He gets the time. It, they win the game. It's it's an amazing, amazing story. But, I mean, you know, don't forget, if Bama kicks two field goals and scores two touchdowns, we're not even discussing this. Like, they got in the red zone four times and didn't convert any of them. So but if that's they, Georgia's defense, though, that that's what I mean, going into the game, that's what I bet. I mean, that's why I I that's why it was so stunning to watch them score 40 plus points in the SEC championship game, because Georgia's defense didn't do that, didn't give up to anybody like they just weren't there mentally, physically. They just well, they had it in the bag. They had rolled and they were in the postseason. And I think the best thing that happened to Georgia for that 41 year drought to end was to have Alabama take them behind the woodshed and beat the crap out of them in Atlanta. Yeah, they played good red zone defense, too. I mean, that's kind of what the game has become between two elite teams. I mean, yep. you see it in the NFL, too. Like, yep. teams move the ball between the tw- 20s, but if you can keep them out of the end zone and they kick field goals and you get one more touchdown in those opportunities, you can win the game. And that's what they did. I mean, they played good red zone defense. There was just um, repeated yep. opportunities. And four field goals is – I mean, if you'd have told me that Bama – I love the field goal prop over. I thought both teams would kick field goals. They did. But – uh, Bama gets down there four times and kicks four field goals. You knew they were done. I mean, they were hanging on, and then the fumble happens, and you're like, all right, maybe Bama can win this game. And then, bam, that, that free play, <laughs> just tossed it in that corner. Amazing. I mean, after, after talking about not going crazy and not getting myself overly committed, what did I do? Of course, I got myself way overly committed, <laughs> and I was going crazy last night live. So, like, I had so many – I had to go back and, like, calculate what I – lost or won last night on the game i wound up up luckily i wound up winning a couple of <laughs> units on it but like i had like the, i had the minus two and a half and then i had the two two prop bets for the daily juice so like those are like my official like on twitter plays that i i put out and then i had i mean i was going nuts in the game i i, I had bama at minus two and a half even money in plus three i had georgia at minus two and a half minus one and a half even I had the game under, I had the game teased to in with Bama over and Bama plus nine. I took a second half over 39. Like it was just like, I, I just, I, I ended up winning. I, I'm up money afterwards, but like, it was just so funny. I, I was sitting there like in the third quarter and I was like, what the hell did I just do? Like, I, got myself, I got myself like so 
after saying all this crap about like I'm gonna keep myself calm and I'm gonna protect the bankroll. It's the last yeah, right. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like I'm totally wrapped up in the game and I'm just like yeah. firing like all these. I've got like three different books. I'm firing on all these different apps and I'm firing all these different numbers. And I, I had to like go back and I was talking with with, with David Behrman from from ESPN yeah. on Twitter. We were, we were going back and forth on on DM on Twitter and I was like, he's like, how'd you do? And blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't know. I think I, I, like, I got to go back and calculate everything that I did because I've got so many different bets going all over the place. I actually don't really know how I did. So this is, yeah. this is a very common thing. And I think yeah. as people get more options available to them in their state, you can actually have, you know, multiple books open, multiple apps open, make multiple bets when you see different lines and stuff. Believe me, we've all gone through this. I, I I've done this. I had this. I had to be. Dude, like, I was okay. betting. I was betting drive outcomes last it's night. The best. The drive outcome is the best. I hit a you, plus one eighty when when that that short punt happened in the first yeah. half, and Alabama got the ball on the forty yard line. It was plus one. It was. I'm sorry, plus one sixty. It was plus one sixty for no score, and I was like. They're not scoring on this drive. I'll go ahead and bet that. And then boom, that hit. I was like, this is crazy. Like it was, it was a very <laughs> the on big games like that, fun. the number of options that are available. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, like I I definitely did not plan on that happening, though. I definitely became victimized <laughs> by the idea of like, let's just bet. Like, let's just dun, 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 dun. and I was but like, um Is it hard to watch the game? Because you watch the game differently when you're doing that, yes or no? 100 percent I mean, you, you start to. doing the math, right? Because I, because I had like, I, I had larger bets on Bama minus two and a half, and larger bets on Georgia minus two and a half. Right. And I, and I was thinking to myself, I literally went, well, I've got even, I've got plus one, I've got minus one, I'm on either side. But like, if the game were to fall two, like I'm dead. Like I kept on going in my head, going, I middled myself. Like literally, I, I because I got so out of yep. control that yes. I, I literally set it up that if Georgia yes. wins by two, I am. S O L F M L done. And I'm like, uh oh. How'd you like do that? that? Yeah. I was so like, just have Bama win by seven or Georgia win by seven. Like, no one win by two. That was the number that Georgia by two or Bama by two, because I had laid two and a half on both sides with decent sized bets. I was like, uh oh. I was so, like, that wasn't intelligent. I, I definitely this, did not mean to do that. This is, this was my life every day. I used to do that with, a couple hundred people or a thousand people betting at the same time. And I'm taking bets and a bet ticker scrolling. And I'm like, all right, this is five and a half, this and that. And like, um, I brought Jess down one time to the risk room because, you know, she was hanging out. And she's like, right. what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. What do you mean? She's like, you do it like this all the time. I'm like, yes. You know, because I, you know, six screens going on at the same time. I'm watching the game. I'm watching who's betting what, what the line should be, changing the line, doing this. And she's like, no wonder why you come home sometimes like you frazzle. I'm like, this is every day. This is what we do. And she's like, oh, my God. You know, and, and you're moving money, too. Right. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you did it just for dollars. yourself yeah. <laughs> with money and you had multiple. It's crazy. So I, I used to when I would bet the games like that, I couldn't. I started, you know, I would do it in the house, but then like you could get distracted. I would go to the book. I would take a blank sheet of paper and sit there and I'd have to have a ledger. Every bet I made, once it got confirmed, I had to write it down and write it down and write it down because you're betting both sides. 
You yep. bet drive results. You have no idea. Sometimes they don't grade them right away, so you don't know what's in the money in the account. You have no idea. You're just watching the game, betting, reacting, betting, reacting. It's 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 a whole new uh, it's a whole new experience. That's awesome. Can you you can't do that every night though? Like no, Memphis no. plays no Golden way. State tonight. You want to talk about a fun basketball game? Like, well, hold on, jump it ahead. We got plenty sorry. of time to get to that. Game like that we, would be that would be an equivalent of getting involved in a game where you could have positions like you wouldn't believe. But I can't watch that game and like pretend like I'm eating dinner. You know right. what I'm saying? You got to right. be focused watching yeah. the game and watching the lines. And it's basketball. You did it last night with football. You got 30 seconds between plays. Do it with basketball. Yeah, I don't do. I I really try not to bet live unless there's a commercial. It's a really big, like yeah. fundamental rule I have that I'm not getting victimized. Like I like watching the game on the live app because I love saying whenever the law, the line locks, I just look at the screen and I go, what watch something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I just go watch yeah. And my, and my father-in-law would be like, wait, why? I was like, just watch. And then boom, <laughs> he's like, how do you know? Like, cause the, the, it locked the app locked and they're 45 yeah. seconds ahead of us. Yeah. And so the latency, so I I'm very cognizant of, of TV latency. I think it's a yeah. huge problem. It's a huge issue. It's a huge hurdle for anybody who is going to be involved in sports betting live long term. They've got to find a way to fix this as quickly as possible. Cause the, I mean, you're, we're literally fighting with the books already with one ten, one hand tied behind their back. Now we're tying a leg behind the back when it comes to, they know what happens before us. So that's always my, you ever want to do that? You ever have a live running screen on an app for betting? Go ahead and do that. And you, when it locks, Watch your screen because you know something significant has just happened. True. Turnover, touchdown, something big, just big play or whatever happened. So that's always that's one of my big rules of of, of live betting is I don't want to ever bet while the play is going on. But basketball is even more difficult because in those forty five seconds you could have four possessions. Like correct, four, 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 you can't get the bet in. The line changes right. and then it tells you it shoots you that message. Oh, the line has changed. You still want it? And you're like, and did it, it change in my favor? Right no, it didn't change in my favor. I don't want it. And then you got to reset, hit no, and then it takes you back out of the game, get back into the game. Yeah, it's a pain. Basketball, in-game betting. If you really want to, like, test yourself, try that. Try that yeah. in a game with a total, like, 238 in a game. Going like, <laughs> and there's, you know, yeah. four minutes. There's no TV timeout until the next TV timeout. Just like, oh, pinball. Sweat. Yeah. So one of my favorite bets every single year is when Alabama plays a major team out of conference early in the year. So the question is this, how badly does Bama beat Texas in Austin next season? (laughs) They're going to absolutely wreck because they play Utah state first at home. Then they, cause they don't have that state is going to Alabama. To Tuscaloosa, yeah. First game of the year. Bama's not playing in that kickoff classic this year. They're not doing oh, that. Okay. So they're playing Utah State at home, home opener. And then I don't know if they thought they were going to win the national championship and they wanted to have a big leg ceremony with Utah State coming in and like a, a cream puff and roll them over and blow them up by 50 or whatever. But game two is at Austin. What's a line on that game? I'm betting Bama the second that Circa or somebody puts that up. I'm betting Bama. I don't care what the number is. I'm betting Bama because they're going to annihilate Texas. I would say the line is going to be 17. 
That's funny. I, I was thinking 17 and a half. I just, I was thinking over trying to get a Texas bet because they're going to get drilled. They're going to get absolutely drilled. How is Texas going to stop them? It's Bama's oh. pissed off. I mean, they, that's what they do. I mean, Miami oh. this past year, same thing, bet Miami. Oh. They killed Miami. Like, oh. It is a running thing with Alabama. They're on the road too, which is even, uh, I mean, maybe keeps the line a little bit depressed. It's not going to be a, a neutral site game. It's going to be a road game, but that game in early September, man, Bama by a hundred. Is, is that officially an SEC game or no? I don't think so. They won't be in the SEC by then, will they? Not that. No, not yet. No, because it's supposed to be twenty twenty four that they're in. So it'll be one year pri- previous. Might, the game must have been booked a long time ago, right? Yeah. Way the way the college football, but there that again. Just watch that. That's my recommendation. Anybody who wants to get in on some early action, if you don't mind having your money tied up. Bam, it's going to kill Texas. <laughs> we won't see a line on that until the spring games. We used to put those lines up. Even Circa, you don't think they'll put a line up? No. Drive, drive some May, try to drive some April business? No. They just, okay. There's too much unknown. You just, you, I mean, you could put it up and keep the limits to a dime or something and, and stuff. But I mean, they like to put it up and take bets. So I don't know if they'll, you probably won't see it till after the spring game. And you know you have a little a little more clarity, but still, the teams that you see at the spring games, it's just it creates a buzz. The spring right. game, so that's why you try. Like we, that's why we would try to put them up, and we would take a handful of bets sometimes. But you you don't really know anything. You just kind of Alabama, Texas, Texas is really going to be down. Bama's bringing pretty much everybody back. It looks like <laughs> um, they are going to be. You know, you just. Just what you did, 17. What do you make it? 20. I put up 18 and a half, you know, and then you put up a number and see see who bets it. So um, that's a good one. You're going to have to remember that. There's no chance in hell that I'm going to remember Alabama's playing Texas in week two until it comes up. By the way, TMZ Sports is reporting that Julian Edelman just wagered 100 grand on Patriots bucks for the Super Bowl. Julian's living a good life, man. He's living yes, life. He yeah. hundred grand on him. I mean, why wouldn't he? It's of course, he's betting this boy and he's betting the wing. It makes perfect sense. I think it happened. Well, I said today, I said, if, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, because you know what happens when the Bam, when Bama loses in the championship game, right? What? The Patriots win the Super Bowl. Happens. It's happened every time Bama's lost that game. They've won it all. Are you Same serious? Year. Serious. How many times? <laughs> what a sample size is this? One? How Three. many times does Bama lose? Three. Three times this has happened? Yeah. Oh, man. So if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, then Carl can be my witness. What? I will get a Pat the Patriot tattoo. Oh. <laughs> Where? Where is up to me. I get to pick that. Okay. This, this is my rule. So I get to pick where it goes. Somebody on Twitter said, you ain't getting a little, like a little Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley on your finger thing. Like they want full blown calf tattoo. Like they want a monster cat and I'm not doing that, but I, I don't know where I'll get it, but I will get a Pat the Patriot t- probably on my shoulder. I'll, I'll, I'll get a Pat the Patriot tattoo. Okay. If, the, if the Patriots win it all, I will be so ecstatic for this team to win it all. And for this team to do it, this would be the ultimate bleep you Belichick win. Oh, everybody. Nobody is picking them to win it all right now. Nobody. They ain't even picking them to win this week. Right. Nor me. 
<laughs> so like, <laughs> and I, I'm not either. So like, you know, uh, I'm along for the ride here. And somebody sent me a, a message on Twitter that said, I will gladly bet uh, one unit money line on every game and lose four units on the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. And I said, it's the John Anik way of betting, man. It's beautiful. Just go ahead and bet money line on the opposite side. If your team wins, awesome. You're just donating to the gamble gambling gods for your team to advance. So yeah, I, I may have, I may very well be on that same point where I'm going to bet against the Patriots every week. <laughs> just oh, see where man. they go and see if they can wind up getting themselves. Do into you have any tattoos now? I have three. I, how would I know that? I because you've been around me without you've been around me with it. You you see I ain't me. I'm looking to see if you got tattoos. I don't know. Yeah, I've, oh, I've one here. On city arm. of Boston, I have a city of Boston here. Right. I have Madeline's voice on a voice on on a voice app. Did I? I played that for you, didn't I? No. I have a talking tattoo. Where you? I I I, I have a, I have a Yeah, I have an audio audio wave tattoo for yeah. my daughter's voice, and you hold it up to an app, and her voice at four years old comes out. That's. Wow. And, and then That's I have anything off at airports or anything? No. Okay. It's, a, it's an actual tattoo. It's just you hold it up. It, it's a sound wave that gets read by a tattoo. It's called a sound, a sound gram or, or, an, or a, a body tune. I can't remember what it's called. But okay. basically, it's a tattoo. I'll play it for some time. Right. And then I have Madeline. The first time Madeline wrote her name in kindergarten, I have that tattooed on my, on my, on my bicep. Nice. So okay. I have three. All right. All right. And so I will get Pat the Patriot. I don't have any sports related tattoos. I've always been very anti that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I'll do it because it would be such a ridiculous. I'll get I'll get seven time champion put on it and then I'll I'll leave a space where you can turn the seven into eight and the eight into nine and nine into ten. So as as we keep on as we keep on going with that. So good video. Let's get to the oh, great video. Awesome. The last time I had this, my producer and I bet when the Red Sox played the Royals for a three game series, we did a tattoo bet Ooh. and the Red Sox swept them. And it was, if one team sweeps the other, you have to get a tattoo. And so he has a gigantic Royals tattoo on his back because of and he's from where Omaha. Oh, okay. So he's, he's a, a Royals, Royals, fan. Royals fan. Yeah. So oh, okay. it, it, I it mean, was, that would have been punishment if he was like not a Royals. No, I, I, I don't believe in making someone permanently put things on their body that they don't yeah, like for terrible. fans. That's that's terrible. Yeah, that's really okay. not nice. That would have been that would have been mean to do that. Okay. All right, uh, let's get to the NBA. And this has been the biggest story today, and it's a weird story. So DraftKings has now decided to pay out Draymond Green under props on Monday from Monday. Because he came in, started because he wanted to be in the starting lineup when uh, Clay Thompson came back. And then he sat right down. He fouled, got stopped the clock, stopped the game. He went out of the game, never came back in. So technically he played. FanDuel and other books said, yep, we're paying out the unders on this, parlay unders, everything else. DraftKings said, hold on a second. We're, we're looking at our house rules. We're looking at it as being just a event where they could say, look, this was basically a staged event. It wasn't actually a game that was played. And thus they had could void all the bets for Draymond under became a pretty big story with a lot of attention being placed upon it because DraftKings customers were pretty angry and it looked like the liability was getting up to the millions due to the number of parlays that were going to have to get paid out that involved Draymond green. Cause it was basically announced that Draymond's going to start in this game and not play. So everybody just bet the under on Draymond green DraftKings had to pay it out. But some are saying that DraftKings wanted to wait until the national championship game was over to get the money in 
to be able to pay out what they owed for the Draymond props. Do you buy that? That they're already talking about needing money in certain ways to pay out people? Man, they better not be. That's right? crazy. That's I don't believe that. I don't know so why, why they wait. Why did they wait? That's and everybody that, else paid them out. That's what um I was trying to find out this morning. Can't get a straight answer. I'm uh, going to hopefully get a straight answer. Like, because if you put it up, you got to pay it out. I mean, sometimes you get got like, and if you don't want to pay it out, don't put it up. Like the other books were like, man, we got to pay it out. They must've got beat up. They must've been, you know, they didn't. Cause if it was nothing like the books now look to pay out bad beats and all that other stuff, although that has slowed down a lot the bad beat refunds and all that other things that right. has slowed down tremendously this second year, as opposed to the first year, but they must've got, you know, must've been a ton of round Robins riding to a lot of those unders. Cause you can do same game parlays. You can parlay the props, all these things that we've already gone through all this stuff in Vegas. We know what they're going to do. We know all the different ways around it. And that's why a lot of it's not offered because you just open yourself up to aggravation and exposure that you don't want or need. I don't understand why they would hold up paying them out. I'm glad to see they are paying them out. I'm interested but, to see what. But, what. Hold on, but the, the accounts they paid out, they're now limiting them tremendously. Where on Monday night, they could get down 1000 Now they're getting down 90 bucks. Oh, see, now that's bad. Like, you immediately got profiled yep. by, by placing the bets. And... I guarantee I know what these guys are doing. I mean, they're putting them in parlays because they can't you go to go to straight bet on that, the limit is a dime. If you put it in parlays with other advantageous stuff, whether it's two game parlays, three game parlays, four game parlays, you could get ten thousand down on it because it's in parlays and parlays come up differently on the tickers. And this is there's all kind of different ways around to get the guys on the other side of the counter. This is their, I mean, the professionals, the 2% right. of the people, they have to find ways to get bets. In the book, you got to know how they're doing it. And you're constantly playing that cat and mouse game. So they figured out to get maximum amount of money down more than the limit, they put them in parlays. Now you hear <laughs> that they're getting limited because they were in those parlays. Why are you putting it up? Like this is, my, I would sit in a book and go, listen. You can't change the rules on these people midstream. This is not good for the business because now what are they going to do? They're going to go somewhere else. Why would I play when I could play before and I beat you on something that I knew about? You guys could have found the information out and put the limits on that or taken it down. You didn't. Now, after the fact, you're going to limit me. I'm going to go play somewhere else. Now yeah, you have options. I saw a ticket where basically they took every single Draymond Green prop they bet under and they tied it to a couple of other things. And it was like a what do you mean? Like set. multiple bets, like rebounds, assists, everything. Uh-huh. Every time, everything that was up for Draymond, everything that they posted, they just went under all of it. And then they added on a couple other legs, and the, those legs hit. So it turned out to be like a seven or eight leg parlay <laughs> that that was like. I I, th I think it was I think it was a thousand dollars to bring I think it was to bring back like uh, fifteen thousand I think or somewhere or, or it was it was like a fifteen to one sixteen to one parlay that they were able to hit oh boy. and they're sitting there going like you're going to pay this ticket out so unfortunately what's happening is that they, the now DraftKings saying yeah fine we're going to pay this ticket out but we don't want your business anymore 
And like that, I think is unfortunate because this person that I was looking at the ticket, I don't believe that they, I mean, maybe they're a beard, but, but they're not a professional. They're like, they just like saw an opportunity and they jumped on it. And yeah. now everyone's like, bleep you pay me. And DraftKings is like, well, I don't know if we're going to pay you. And then everyone else paid. And it feels like DraftKings got basically pressured into it. You know, David Pernum puts a tweet out saying DraftKings is reviewing this while everybody else is paying out. So now the whole sports betting world's like, wait, what? What do you mean you're reviewing this? And then FanDuel pays out and points bet pays out and everybody else pays out. And now DraftKings is a lone book sitting there, but it's the second biggest book in the country. And they finally decide, yeah, we're going to pay you out. But there's consequences for your action. They they definitely they definitely got beat up then. I mean, I, I just know how those conversations go because like somebody came in and they graded it and said, "How did we lose? You know, five hundred thousand dollars on this? What what, what 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 just graded that we lost? What what is this number?" And then you run a report and you see all the key things. You see a parlay with all of his props combined, <laughs> like somebody's sleeping at the wheel. All of that could have been prevented. Had you been, you know, paying attention as it's going on. So now after the fact, it, I mean, this is this is one of my biggest things. Why an, another, you know, reason 159,792. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in the book because I'm in the book defending the player. I'm in the book going, listen, we put it up. We You have to pay it. We, and they would be like, well, no, we can use this error thing or we can, you know, we didn't know that he wasn't going to play. I'm like, but we put it up. It's up on the board. Now everybody gets labeled with, you know, you, you get put in a bucket. We used to, I used to call them buckets. I don't know what people call them all the time, but you get put in a, in a bucket, you, your bucket, a bucket, B bucket, C, you know, based on your betting patterns, your ability to beat the closing line, the amount you bet different things, whatever it is, everybody does it differently. I used to pretty much do it on who wins and who loses. I had two buckets. Everybody was the same though, but now you're labeled. You can't do that no more. You can't, you won't be able to even parlay stuff, which is terrible. I mean, like, that's not the business, but it's, you know. But what about the people who just saw the tweet from the Golden State Warriors and acted on it and just said, you know, maybe they bet, you know, maybe they bet a hundred bucks a game and they saw it and they're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to take every Draymond prop you've got. I'm going to bet you know, under on all of them, I'm yeah. going to parlay them together and I put 500 bucks down on it because I know the team has already confirmed this, this is going to happen. And now they're limited to betting like $10. Like, how is that fair? What about the guy that bets $10? He's in the same bucket. That's the best part. The guy that bets $10 is in that same bucket. If you had right. that parlay on there, you got labeled your, your, your profile. That's it. And you're out. You can't change that. Even if you lose, even if you've lost every bet you've made at that book, and you had this parlay, or you had the you know the Draymond Green things, or you did it, you know it's viewed as like you know in the book you're like oh they're taking a shot, and I mean there's times where people take a shot on a bad number or a, a miss, you know you made one time it's but what's a gold wrong nugget. with that? What's wrong with taking a shot if you see the opportunity? This is like a boxing match, and all of a sudden the guards down, you're not supposed to punch. Like this is always, this is the public versus the book going back and forth. And all of a sudden the book gets beat and now the book gets to change the rules because the book got beat because they weren't on point. Yeah. I I mean, that's horrible. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, like we, we had one time at the golden nugget, we had LSU minus 38 was the line they were playing again. And we, whoever put it in flipped it. 
and it was LSU plus 38. And <laughs> I, I was working. I was at lunch. I came back. I took one bet on it, and I was like, that line's wrong. Hold on. And I stopped the bet from being printed out of my machine. It was writing tickets. I'm like, man, what are you doing? And he's like, you got it up. And I'm like, you're here every day. Why wouldn't you just come up and tell us that the line was wrong? How are you trying to put it in all this stuff? And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. And I said, hold on. I went back and told the guy to put the line in wrong. I'm like, flip the line on the LSU game. He went back and looked. We had multiple bets. Somebody was round robbing with the new kid down at the end of the counter in the tickets. They were doing $10 parlays. It was on every one. And, you know, so at one point, if you want to keep betting there, I mean, the store has a right of first refusal. There's no shirt, no shoes, no service signs. You want to come bet here? Not the same thing. Play by the rules. Not the I same. don't know. When you are playing the book, by the rules. You are playing by the rules. The rules are you put up a line. I bet the line. Those are the rules. That's fine. You don't get to fine. change the rules after the fact because you're well, no, you once you have it up, once you have it up, you're supposed to pay out and take the bets. I mean, you take right, the bets, you, you got to pay you it out. You don't penalize the player because the player took advantage of the thing that you put up. Like no, you don't I, penalize I, I, him. You pay him and then you say, you know, you're, out. you're limited now. That's no, you're awful. limited. That's wrong. I that's agree, but that's the, the way the rules are. Yeah, it's always been that way. That, that, that the rules suck. That's Always your been fault. As the book, you guys screwed up. The public should absolutely. You let your guard down. We get to swing and you got knocked out. Okay, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, change the way you do your process and don't have it happen again. That's to, to penalize the public. Do. Yeah, to penalize the betting public because they recognized a problem or a mistake that you made. That doesn't make anybody sharp. They make somebody on Twitter. The Warriors literally tweeted it out. This is what we're doing. And so everybody went, oh, the book wasn't on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. There we go. There's all the unders. Bang, 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 bang. Parlay, 100 bucks, boom. I get a five to one return. I, I just, I have absolutely no sympathy for a sports book getting beat on on public information. A book getting oh, beat a on, a book getting beat on information that is only known by a few. I get that. All right. You want to talk about someone with inside What's knowledge or because it's public. Everyone has the same right to it. It's free. It's, it's out there in the world. But it's public because three people know it, and it's public because 10,000 people know it. Right. It's public. It's big, the 10,000 people knowing it is a bigger deal. I mean, that's everyone it's knows insane. it. The book should, the book three people access. know it versus a, a no, 10,000 people know no, it. It's public. I, I, I think, it's the no, no, public no. argument I'm not buying. It's out well, there the for public, everybody. Public means, public means if I know the girlfriend if of the starting it, quarterback, if, if if me, Joe Blow, person, one person, if I know the, the, the girlfriend of the starting quarterback and I know the starting quarterback hasn't walked in a week and I have that information and I can come in. Well, and that's not that, public information. That's inside information. Right. That's my point. I agree. So three people knowing something is not public information. 10,000 people knowing it. That's public information. What's if it's tweeted out, it's oh, because it's on Twitter. Yes. I don't know. I don't know where the line of demarcation is. I'm trying where to figure out where does the information the get pulled. The Warriors told the public, told the world. Right. This, this case is, is Draymond, public. Yes. This is what Draymond Green is doing. And the book, the books weren't quick enough. The public was quicker than the books to recognize what the Warriors were announcing you that they were talking doing. about this public like it's public. There's guys moving thousands of dollars on Bitcoin on places that right. no one knows about. Okay. This is not a public thing. This is this is 
This is sharp guys, you know, hammering kiosks at night. This is, yeah, this I, is I get all that. this stuff. I get all that. Unfortunately, Joe Public this, got this time in particular. Here this time this in page, particular is the, the first thing. Is getting burned by no, it. the public is being taken advantage. The public, the public better is getting penalized by DraftKings because they were able to recognize an opportunity and they capitalized. The, 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 the book's not worried about the public better. You don't understand. They get put in the same bucket. They're still penalized in this situation. Right. They're just taking yeah. everyone and throwing them in the same container, Correct. which is not right to do. Correct. That's that, not fair. That's not right. That's definitely not right. But the book has no other recourse than to find out who's doing it, limit everybody. And then, yeah, but in this case, don't do that. In this case, I'm not. I'm not saying that the the black market money movers who have Bitcoin angles. I'm not talking about those people right now. I get you have to protect yourself from those people, and a book has a right to do that. I get what the house rules are on those sub situations. I'm talking about for this into this type of bet where the public found out information at the same time as the book, and the public was quicker to the draw than the book was. The book should just take it on the chin and move on. Just don't. Don't sit there and limit the public or penalize the public better because that information was available up for grabs at well, the same time. How does a, how's the book determine who's a public better and who's not? <laughs> you just walk away from it. You, you don't penalize anybody. You just take it and you pay it out and you move on. You just say that was a one. So the guy, so the guy that normally bets $10 a game, bet a hundred dollar parlay. Yep. Pay him. Right. And, and you can't, you can't put them in a profile. Absolutely not. He but the guy, that, the guy that bets a hundred dollars a game and bet a thousand dollar parlay, pay him. You pay him. You pay everybody. That's not a you question. Everybody. You pay everybody. You, you don't you put you him don't in a profile. Accounts. There's no profile. This is, there's no limiting going on. He read Twitter. Like you don't penalize somebody for the information was a jump ball. The public better got to it quicker than the book. You don't put. You don't have a right to limit that guy. Your guy who's supposed to be monitoring social media, your guy that's supposed to be doing this every day, that you're paying to watch information. They ain't paying him enough, no. just so you know. Okay, fine. But he stunk that day. So maybe pay him more and maybe have more than one and maybe have somebody actually watching. They'd rather pay JB Smoove and, and JB Fox all this and money. They're not paying the guys that are doing the, book, doing the work. I would agree. I would agree. Pay everyone, limit no one. Off of this, into off this. I'm not saying you don't have a right to limit people, and not saying you don't have a right to protect your business model. But on this, this type of thing, this unicorn moment, Clay Thompson comes back. Draymond Green goes into the starting lineup for one minute, fouls seven a guy, seconds. and walks out. Seven, seven seconds. seconds. Fine. Ball goes up, fouls guy, seconds. he walks out. He played by your house rules. He played just like players yes. that go in Absolutely. there. I mean. In the games over the weekend where a guy a guy comes in, I mean, Kyle Pitts played like a quarter of the snaps he was supposed to play, okay? But he played, so he had like 16 yards. His prop was 61, and, and they they marked every bet a loser because he Correct. had 16 yards. That's okay? what I mean. It goes both ways, and that's why the yep. books, you, you can't, you, you, there's no, there should have been no question about paying. Yep. Like there's no, there should be and no. And there should be penalty for making the that. bet. You should get penalized for taking advantage of an opportunity that everybody That's, had the same shot at. Some, some books, a hundred percent people will get caught in a crossfire and get their accounts limited. That should not be limited. And the best part is, is they're limiting people. You could have, you could be stuck 10,000 in a book and you won on this. You're, you're, you're a profitable customer. For you know, CLV, your customer a lifetime value is plus. Right. That guy got limited too because it's just, you know, it was involved in his part. It's dumb. I'm not defending that at all. 
And just there's there's just that's the way they do things. I mean, they're not um they have a different model. A lot of people that are coming over from across the pond and you know, other places that have brought their models here, they do things differently and it's all you know via computer, and they'd rather do that and get rid of them as a customer beyond short-sighted than keep them as a customer and just go get better at your job. Mm. SoCal DGen says basically the bigger guys don't like it when the smaller guys play by their rules and they manage to win big. Yeah, I agree. Simple. He's right. He's absolutely right. It's terrible. I hated that part of the book. Hated it. Terrible. All right. We do have a prop to talk about tonight. This is our show show favorite. Oh, Steph Curry prop tonight. His under is juiced up. Under four and a half made threes for Steph Curry is minus 160 at some books. Whoa, whoa, His whoa. over is plus 116. That's the best I've seen so far. FanDuel's got plus 116. You can shop around and find this. He went over in the last game. Over four and a half. What he did he five. land last game? Did it land he five? Went, he went five for eight in, in the first half. Uh, let me see where Curry wound up with, with the last game. Let's see. He had to hit more than five because he was at five like really, really quick against the Cavs. Right. But scoring did slow down in that game. Uh, Curry wound up with, oh my gosh, he only hit four against the Cavs. Oh. So it went on. Right? He was four of seven in the second quarter. Yeah, he didn't make any in the second half. Holy Christmas. I missed that. I thought, I thought he flew over. All right. So now we're, we're on this run again with, with Steph Curry in terms of making threes. Steph Curry's three making is uh, so far made threes for Curry over the last week. He hit six against Utah. One for 10, one for nine, four for 11 over his last three games. Uh, he's gone over four and a half now. If you go back to the, the four and a half number, he's gone over one, two, three, oh, four I, out of six games. Right. Over four and a half made threes. Man. Oh, four of seven. Sorry. Four, four last seven games. He's, he's gone over four and a half. Minus one. What? We got to lay six. So if you want to bet the under on Steph Curry, uh, let it's me see. On the under. Yeah, sorry. The over on the or the over oh. on Curry threes is, uh, oh, it's down. Oh, there it is. Now it's down to okay. Wow, major movement on this. So Steph Curry over is now minus one eleven. Under is minus one fifteen. Yeah, that's pick. That's that's more fair. That's it was right plus number. money. Over was plus money at the start of the show an hour ago. Over was plus money at Fanduel. Now you're laying oh. juice. On four and a half? Yep. Well, they're going to bet it over. I mean, that's going to end up being a bigger minus, right? Well, right now, it's under under 115, yeah. over 111 at four and a half. So do you think they go to five or do they just leave it at four no, and a half? This is another thing that they do. They leave it on a half number. They'll never go to five. They'll keep it four and a half. Or five every, and a half. every prop is on a half. That's their, that's whoever manages the, the risk for Vandal and they do it for some other companies too. It's always a half. Just make it five. I mean, if we push, we push like that's, that, that's the number. Um, I don't know. Now do we start going over? Cause it's four right. and a half. 
Right. I think so. That's why I was saying, I think at the plus money, I, I loved it at plus money. Now it's you're laying juice, but I love that at plus one sixteen on the over four and a half. He, he looked much better in that game against Cleveland with clay back. Like he, he looked, looked better. Yeah. He, yeah. He looked like he was moving better. I didn't get to watch a lot of it because I was so locked in on that Raider game, but I had, it was on the screen at the book on the other Side. It's a shame because that moment Curry, was, the, at, at DraftKings, excuse me, sorry, Curry is over four and a half at plus 115. So the the, the odds at FanDuel were plus 116. Now it's plus 115 at DraftKings. So they have not made the adjustment that FanDuel made. What's the minus? The minus under is minus 150. See, now that spread they should go to jail for. I told you it was once I, was, I saw like one. You can't be I, minus I, I, 150 and only plus 115. <laughs> like, I mean, you want to talk about the things. Another reason why probably I had a stroke and get so aggravated in the book. I'm like, what are you people doing? You're taking advantage of people. Like, you can't be minus one. There's no splits in the world where you could be minus 150 and plus 115. It just ain't fair. But just move the number. You can't do the juice like that. It's, and a lot of people don't even know what that means. But like, that's like paying fifty thousand dollars for a car that should be twenty. Like, that's just ridiculous. It was um, higher. It was, I saw it at minus one sixty at a book this morning. That's what I told you. This number. What's the, it's what's the plus when it's minus one sixty? Should be plus uh, one fifty. Right. It's, it was. I think it was plus one eighteen when I saw terrible. it. Sure and now it's plus one. And now it's plus at DraftKings is plus one. It's plus one fifteen on the over four and a half, and it's minus one fifty on the under four and a half. DraftKings is talking about having an investigation about paying this prop for. They should be an investigation on their prices like that. That's just, just <laughs> terrible. It's just terrible. And I got friends that work there, but I would have this argument with them. What are you guys doing? You're, you're taking advantage of people. Bet it over. Hope he makes the total in the game is what. What is the total in the game? High in this one. Uh, total for this game is 221. Warriors favored by two, laying two on the road. 221 for Warriors Grizzlies. Memphis is going to win the game. We can keep that. I think so too. Jaws playing out of his mind. Did you see that block he had the other night when he pinned the ball on the backboard? I thought he was going to hit his head on the top of the backboard. That was incredible what he did. He's so athletic. It's he's such a fun. I, I'm so psyched to watch this game. So, so much fun, fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe it. Um, I mean, I think we know the number's five. So we get over. We ain't got to lay a lot of juice. I think it, just tonight we play the over. I mean, because Clay's second game over. back, right? Like he's yeah. going to be a little bit, I would think, a little bit less like they're going to maybe feed him a little bit less obviously they were trying to get him the ball that was a fun moment he played a what did he play 18 minutes he's going to play it yeah. probably a little bit more maybe worried about that but I, I i would play it over before i would play it under you curry's curry is 26 at plus money i'm all, all i'm all over the over all over it yeah I mean, look look just go through four and a half okay if the, if the number is four and a half uh Indy five over New York, five over Boston, five over Sacramento, four under Memphis. Last time he played Memphis, eight of 14 was, was last numbers against Memphis, doubled the number against Memphis, one thirteen, one of four win for the Warriors, five against Phoenix, five against Denver, six against Utah, one against Miami, one against Dallas and four against Cleveland. So, I mean, just looking at the, the worst shooting slump of his career, which is what he's in right now. I think he blows over. Over four and a half at plus money, plus 115 at DraftKings, 100%. 
I'm impressed they actually moved the number. They probably would have been not surprised to see five and a half under minus 200. I wonder what the threshold is. <laughs> like, what are you people doing? You can't even offer that prop. Move the number. So at least they move the number. At That at least is a good thing. Um, if it was five, would it keep you off of it? Because it's four and a half. No, you like it more? Of course. It's the same reason okay. why I like bidding six in hockey, because right. it's a push potential. Same. Okay, good. So, like yeah, it. no, it's no better. Five and a half, I wouldn't bet it, but five, right. I'd bet it. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think over four and a half of plus money at DraftKings is a, is a play. I think, I, I think you bet it. I think so. It's going to be wild. Minus 150 on the under. If you want to go ahead and bet the under, that is just <laughs> big investigation. Tired it's up. really, really brutal. All right. For, for Monday, looking ahead to Monday here before we get to better to book it. Yep. Sean McVay yesterday said he was caught off guard by the number of Niner fans who had made the trip, bought tickets. They were there for their big game, Niners, Rams at SoFi. Do we worry about that on Monday night if Cardinal fans who were far more excited about their team in the playoffs? And I know and I know you'd say the Cardinal fans don't exist, but I think they do exist. I think they the do. diehards do do exist. They do now. It's not, a, it's not hard to drive from Arizona Phoenix to LA for a game. Do we worry at all about that not being a home field advantage for the Rams on Monday night? Did he just get to LA? Like, is he just realizing this now? Like, does he think that they're going to have a home field advantage? He said it was different than any game they had all year. It was the number of fans. I mean, I don't know if you watched the game, but it was audible. The Niner fans were loud. They were, it was 50 50. I mean, it was, it was a hostile environment. Oh, well, I mean, it was like that in the book. I mean, I was in Las Vegas and it was felt like I was in San Francisco. I mean, they were loud and, and geared up, ready to go right from kickoff. Um, but no, this is what this is what it's going to be in LA. Ask the Chargers what it's like. I mean, did the Chargers have more fans, less fans than the Rams? I mean, people are Rams fans when they win. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, that's, they're winning. No chance to win the division, a chance to get a home field, a home game. Yeah, but I don't think. I mean, they still they got a new stadium. You know, they ain't been there. I don't know. I I think I can't be surprised by this, and it's just like the games here. I mean, it took a little while there's still a lot of visiting fans that come here but there's a lot of raider fans now they're winning i mean when this team kind of goes back to you know whatever losing record or middling you're gonna have some fan bases travel well i don't know if arizona's one of them san francisco for sure travels well anywhere they go pittsburgh steelers goes it travels well i mean it's it's noticeable loud and they come ready to watch the game. But LA and Phoenix hate each other. Does that give you any extra juice for Cardinal fans to go up there and spend the money on the secondary ticket market to buy out Rams fans to go to the game? I don't think so. Okay. I'll be curious. I don't it, know. I don't I think you're right, but it was McVeigh saying that they were caught off guard. I was like, hmm, not a hard drive, Phoenix to LA. Have you done plenty. that drive? Yeah. It ain't boring. Easy. It's boring. Oh, oh boring. God. Dude, drive Denver to Omaha before you talk about boring. Well, you've done some Midwest drives. Fair enough. You've done that. Those. Is do the six and a half hour when you no. get to Lincoln, and then the four hours from Lincoln to Denver when there is literally nothing yeah, to look at. No. Scott's Bluff and Carney and just blah, like just <laughs> nothingness for miles and miles. That is the single worst drive in America. 
period bar none. I will fight anyone on it. Omaha to Denver is the worst drive in the country. I heard Vegas to Reno is pretty bad. It has to be bad. Yeah, I I could see that definitely going the same level, hundred percent. It's very yeah. similar, very similar. Like, like types nothing, of nothing. Landscape. Like yeah. to the point, like if the car breaks down, it's over. Just just because there ain't nobody around, there ain't going to be anybody around. There ain't nothing. To, you, you're done. Yeah. done. I've dri- I mean, I just went back and drove across the state from Philly to Pittsburgh. Drive across Pennsylvania is a little bit like, you know. You see some trees and stuff, but there ain't nothing to see. There was nothing. Even my daughters were like, Daddy, where are we? I said, you know that joke, right? You know that joke that like it's New York to New York with Tuscaloosa in the middle, Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Philly and Pittsburgh (laughs) and and Alabama in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It really is. It really is. SoCal DJ is right. It's seven, eight hour drive from Los Angeles to San Fran's pretty boring. I've done that drive too. That is really boring. The worst part about that drive is the slaughterhouse smell that you get when you come over different bends and it's absolutely the most rancid, disgusting smell and you can't get it out of your car because it goes in your vents and it just stays there. <laughs> every time, every time I have driven from San Fran to LA or LA to San Francisco, that is like the one thing I dread. And I know every, I know the, there's an hour stretch in the middle part of that drive and it's just yeah. disgusting. Oh, it's so bad. It is absolutely awful. The <sighs> smell is the worst of death. It's worse than a skunk smells. smell. Way worse. It's death. It's just a huge waft of, of death coming through in the air into your into your car. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is horrendous. One of the best parts about the trip back east this summer was doing these drives. And we got a skunk smell in the car. Oh. And the kids had never experienced that growing up here. Oh, right. They were like, what does that smell? I'm like, that's a skunk. They're like, oh, my God. What's the you got to pull? I'm like, just put the windows down. They're like, it's so bad. Terrible. It's this it bad. Is terrible. It, it is was terrible. hilarious. It's right. bad. But that's absolutely- what smell sounds terrible. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really really bad. <laughs> All right, let's do better to book it. I got a bunch of plays to run by you oh, here. Boy, here we today. go. Two I've made and three I'm looking at eyeballing. I've not made as of yet, but let's. I'm betting hockey today. All right, so I got I got this stat from one of my dudes uh, who are on the Discord channel for the Daily Juice. Mm-hmm. Since December the 28th, first period overs in the NHL is 47 and 23. Okay. That's 47 nice. and 23 first period overs. Yeah. So we've got the avalanche at the predators. The avalanche are 22, nine and one first period overs this year. Is that best got record the, in the NHL? That's pretty good. Yes. It's best record in the NHL. Okay. And they're very comfortable, very close, comparable. Nashville is basically 500 first period overs so far this year. Okay. Bet, betting or booking over one and a half goals. What's the juice? Uh, minus 135. Bet it. We could, mm. I think we could safely lay that up or almost up to 160 would be, might be the point where we, we stop that. Um, yeah, for the team that leads the league and a team that at least is 500 or just a little bit better than 500, I would think the juice would be higher. So I think the juice will close higher, mm-hmm. which again, we want to get the, you know, the best CLV we can. Uh, we're betting this. We'll, we'll, we'll go over. All right. Second play. Same bet, different teams. Vegas tonight hosting the Maple Leafs. Vegas equally 19-9 and one first yep. period overs. Yep. 500. Vegas also is the best team goals in the first 10 minutes of games. If you want to make, make that bet, that Ooh. has become extremely profitable this year. Hitting yep. it like a 70, 75% clip. Vegas giving having wow. a goal score, having a goal scored or scored against in the first 10 minutes. They've been very good with that. Yep. But over over one and a half goals 
at minus 125 Maple Leafs at the Golden Knights betting or booking it. Oh, the, the Maple Leafs have been sitting here for three days. I went back and looked. They've been sitting yep. here without playing for three days. With Usually COVID. means a slow start. Yeah. I'll book this one. I don't like it. I, I, I think you're, you know, why am I, why in the world would I bet against the Knights stat and that number? <laughs> but sometimes in the book, you got to take it and you got to take the bets and pay it out. I will book this one. Um, and hope you split, but I I I, th- I think you're on the right side. All right, three college basketball games. Let's Here start with go. Kansas against Iowa State. Oh boy! So we've got a Kansas team that is coming off of a loss on the road to Texas Tech. We have an Iowa State team that has played above its pedigree. Iowa State's nine and six against the number this season, but they have not covered their last two games, but they beat Texas Tech by four. Texas Tech beat Kansas in their last game. Mm. I think you may have a little bit of an overconfident Iowa State team heading to Fog Allen, and I think they come back down to earth. I'm going to lay the 13 on Kansas at home against Iowa State, betting it or booking it. It seems like a big number, but I think it you're is. absolutely right. I think that's built into the number. Um Man. All right, we'll bet that one. We'll, we'll we'll bet that one. I'm not crazy about that one either, but I'm going to go with you <laughs> and say we got to – I mean, this game may fall 15, 16. Like, how many more points than 13 are they going to win by? Right. Uh, I mean, you know. I just up- think Iowa State has been – they've been a betting darling, okay, and they've played much better than people think. I just think Kansas is going to have their full attention off of a loss at home, knowing that Iowa State beat the team they just lost to. And I think you get the best version of Kansas tonight. And that's bad news for Iowa State. Okay. Let's see. Kansas. Win, loss. A lot of middling. They're seven and seven against the number. They're not great. They're four and three yeah. at home. Oh, geez. All right. But I mean, they've, I mean, they were favored by 23 points against Missouri at home and they won by 37. So they've, they've done that. They were, um, they won at Oklahoma State. But that loss to Tech, I think, was a white. It was an eye opener for them. They shot poorly. There wasn't a lot of energy with them. Bill Self always good off uh, off of a loss. Geez, there Kansas has only not been double digit favorites four times all season. Yeah, I mean, oh. this is Kansas. Kansas, I think there's value in them to win it all. I mean, Kansas is really good right now. Yeah, right now, KU can win it all. KU's got the talent. They got the depth. Okay, they're really good. That's All why right. I think that this is one of those games where like it's a it's a Big 12 matchup. Iowa State's got a lot of run here. People are impressed with what TJ Otsberger has done. They started off 12 and 0, but I think this is when they start to come back down to earth. Perfect game for the coach to say, "Hey, you guys aren't as good as you stop right. reading press clippings and they blow them out by 20." I like it I like it more now after hearing that. All right, we're betting it. All right. Game of the night in my mind. Auburn at Alabama. This is a barn burner of a game out of your mind how is this, this for the night is oh like- my goodness gracious have you All seen right. auburn play this year you got to watch some more college basketball man auburn is no. you're talking about a sleeper final four team there's your sleeper final four team auburn's auburn. the best team auburn's the best team in the sec okay bruce pearl is a phenomenal coach look okay. i love nate oats okay i really do they're at home but a couple of stats that really jumped out at me when i started to kind of handicap this game and started to kind of break it down when you look at pace of play here between these two teams uh-huh. i mean one they both 
are in the top 75 pace of play, but adjusted defense, Auburn is in the top uh, is, is eighth in the country on Ken Palm for adjusted defense. They both have top 30 offenses in the country. The difference is Auburn plays D. Bama is okay at defense, not great at defense. I think the Auburn defense is the difference here. I thought about betting the over in this game, yeah. but I actually, I actually think that Auburn's going to slow the game down. And I think Auburn's going to play more defense and try to limit the three-point shots that Bama's going to try to jack up. This is the game where... Alabama basketball fans don't come out all that often. They do come out for this game. That's why the line, that's why Bama's favored here because of the home court advantage. Uh, I'm going to take the three points. Auburn plus three, betting it or booking it. Book it. Book it. I just, uh, this number don't make no sense to me. Uh, (laughs) It's why I got to be more. Well, no, it shouldn't be. And that's why I'm like, all right, the initial number, I went back and just clicked a couple places. Line history, it was open one and a half. It's gone to three. That tells me that um, this is one of those where – First moves on to Bama. It's, yeah, the first moves on Bama, and the um, this game may come back, actually. It may come back. So you better grab the three, the three now. Yeah. I want the one possession. I want the three yeah. points. That's, yeah, it, that's may, it may get under – uh, three, just kind of just glancing a little bit and have to dive a little bit deeper. The game's not till six o'clock Pacific, so it has a little bit extra time until it starts. I like the over after you just gave me those numbers and talked it through. One fifty six, I would lean high. over. It is high, but that's why because they're both going to score eighty. I mean, this game who doesn't score eighty in this in this matchup? Alabama. Okay, because of Auburn's defense. Okay. All right, that's well, my. That's why I'm taking Auburn. I'm, t- I'm taking Auburn because of the offense, because of the defense. I think both teams, both teams can score, but I think Auburn's a better defensive team than Alabama is, and I think that they'll. I don't okay. think they get into a track meet. I, I, I lean dog and I lean under. Well, I take the dog and I, and I lean under for the game, uh, but I mean, if Bama starts jacking threes and knocking down threes, yeah, look out. <laughs> so it's just going to be a fun one to watch. If I got to pick a yes. college basketball game to watch tonight, I should probably keep an eye on this one. Alabama Auburn, if you watch that one, that'll be more fun. It'll be a hell of a lot more fun than, than the last game I'm going to run at you because oh, this game's going to be an absolute rock fight. <laughs> what do you got? Creighton Providence under 133 and a half. Oh. You've got Providence with their adjusted tempo of 281st oh. in the country. Okay. What? The Creighton Blue Jays, we've talked about Creighton and how slow oh. they play. We know what they do. They don't hit threes. They are 247th in the country in adjusted no. tempo. What? These are two teams that when they get together, they, 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 they play rock fights when they do end up playing against each other, they're rock fights anyway. And now you've got Creighton who only hit six threes a game that you normally hit nine historically under Greg McDermott. Now it's six. I'm going under Providence Creighton 133 and a half betting it or booking it. This is, this isn't, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this one with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride. I ain't watching one second of this game unless you text me late and say this is in, in doubt. Do you like Creighton on the side? Would you lean them? And it's just, I mean four and no. a half is what this like. You got to yeah, take the no. dog in this game, right? Yeah. No. The reason why I don't like this game is because of the fact that the Jays, even though they're at home, okay, which is a big deal, but against Providence, they've had their problems with Providence. They've been tough. So I I, I would lean towards taking the points. Providence okay. plus four and a half. Yeah. But I think this is going to be, this is like a 64 60 game to me. 
I want no parts of watching that unless you really tell <laughs> don't me. blame you. No, no, no. It's, it's, it. Fox Sports it. One's got the game, I believe, but it's it's not <laughs> going to be fun. It's it's just not one of those. It's not an enjoyable. This is not an enjoyable Creighton basketball team to watch this year. I've watched a bunch of their games. They're not fun, but I do think there's value there for both these teams, much like the Villanova game. Although that was more the Jays couldn't score, but that game went way under. Same thing here. Jays under. All right. I'll bet. I'll bet it. Uh, I won't watch it unless you tell me too late and then I'll turn it on. This would be a fun in-game one to bet because the line may have some decent swings that you'll be able to see by being, you know, I tell people this all the time, watch like two or three teams really strong. Mostly. Yeah. And, and, and you're doing the lines better than the people doing the lines and the computers. I mean, the computers, a lot of the times they're just running on autopilot. They're taking the, the time left in the game and what the score is and coming up with a number. And you're watching it going, man, they ain't making those shots yet, but they're going to make them like you, you. So you can mm-hmm. see stuff that people don't see. Jays are four, nine and one to the over this season. They're three and seven to the over over their last 10. They're two and five to the over at home. Providence is two and four to the over on the road this year, two and three to the over over the last five and four and six over their last 10. Okay. Rock fight. Yeah. That don't sound like (laughs) that sounds like I think of another term, but I don't want to say it right now. Yeah. Rock fight is fine. We'll use it's that. a rock fight. So we're going, we're, we're going under, under with that. All right. So we're splitting. We're going to, we're, we're going to bet abs preds or booking Maple Leafs at golden Knights first period over one right. and a half yep. Kansas minus 13. I'm taking, you're taking Alabama. I'm taking Auburn in the iron bowl basketball version. And we're both going under on Creighton and Providence here for today. Very All cool. Right. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Favorite thing about today is it's it's uh, tournament week for us. We got a tournament in town this weekend uh, for the girls. We're we're playing to a start. showcase tournament Friday night, two cool. night games. Saturday, one day game. Um, hopefully, early enough where I can be able to watch football. <laughs> say, and then yeah, two early morning Sunday games, which I'm really not happy about. But the schedule came out last night, so at least I'll be home in time to watch some football. But um, so we got practice tonight. Fired up for that. I got to get my arm loose because we're going to work on, I think, some BP tonight. Nice. Fielding practice um, the rest of the week. So we don't kick that ball around. We're not trying to give teams too many outs. Yeah, you don't want to have it be that sloppy, right? Oh. You got to get out there. First, After the break, man, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we got there's a bunch of colleges coming to town for it. It should, it should be a good opportunity for a lot of the kids. And I keep telling them like, look, you only get so many chances to play in front of these coaches. Right. You know, before their season really starts, um, you know, and everybody comes to Vegas. It's fun. It's a fun tournament. Um, but don't kick the ball around. And if you mm. do pick it up and, and hustle, please don't, don't go like, look at your glove, <laughs> like what, what is your glove? Catch the ball. For me, I, today is the beginning, and I, I don't know if this is my favorite thing about today, but I, I do I do like after the college football season's over to kind of go back and look, do diagnostic, look what you did well, look where you didn't do well, and then prepare, start doing work for next football and then this coming NCAA tournament. Because today I do like college basketball a lot. So th- this is where I turn my attention to like, all right, Let's start watching some games. Let's watch some trends. Let's watch some teams. There's enough data now that we actually can 
make some judgments on teams. Conference schedules are about to really get rocking and we start to kind of see, all right, so here we are in January, we're heading towards, you know, February, and then we get to the conference tournaments and then we get to the NCAA tournaments. And, you know, I, I feel, I always feel worse at the end of the college basketball year than I do at the end of the college football season. Cause I know I still have stuff. The end of the college basketball season means like, uh Oh, (laughs) NBA and NHL playoffs and baseball. Yeah. Like we're in trouble. Like we just, we don't have, there's no fire. The the heat is off. You know, there's, it it starts to get chilly and you're like, all right. So when's the next big event? Um, Oh, Augusta. We're talking about the masters. Like that's where we start talking about like tape. Those are ten pole events versus like every day. You start looking ahead to like those four days. Like we know we've got that. And then you know in May we've got now the players and like we've got things we can do. Golf comes back in. I'm so bad at golf betting. I just it's insane. (laughs) I've got to find a way to get better at golf betting. It's just such. I love betting on it and I suck. It's just I love I love betting on it. I'm so bad and. But like I keep on wanting to do it because it's fun. <laughs> so it's like it's paying for entertainment. So I'm okay with doing it. But like, you know, people start looking at your record and you're like, what's your record betting golf? And you're still doing it? Like, yeah. Donations, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's paying, paying the book for the enjoyment of, <laughs> of having a sweat. Not really go. the smartest thing. Not, not really the smartest way of doing it with money management, but uh, uh, you got to recognize your weaknesses, I guess. You have to. Golf is my weakness. <laughs> Golf is golf is bad. Golf is golf is really, but I do get a birdie every now and then. Every now and then I get told, like I had two in, in the pandemic. I had a guy, my my golf guy, called me and said, "Dustin Johnson's winning the Masters bet right right now." Yeah, and it came in and it hit eight to <laughs> one, ten to one. Those are fun. Eight to one, eight yeah. to one return. So there are certain times where I get those little little birds that help. So I'm I'm hit or miss. But the hits can be good. The hits are good. Um, it's hard to do it consistently, but to have the expectations that you know you're going to hit one every six weeks, but it's you know going to be thirty to one or more, those those do good. But like now with books, golf betting has changed so much. I mean, it's you can do you know first round leader, right? Um, you know, top five, top ten, top twenty. There's so many different. I prices. do head to heads. That's I, I love head. Oh, the head to heads are great. I hate betting. I hate. Like I, it's the same thing with NASCAR. Like I like betting NASCAR, but I only bet head to head with NASCAR. Betting NASCAR. Mm, yeah, I like betting NASCAR. Found out two things about you today. You have three tattoos, and you like betting NASCAR. I didn't yeah. know either one of those. Before. Oh yeah, I remember. You got to remember where I lived. I lived. I, I covered NASCAR for years. Got a little country in you. So right. heck yeah. I mean, even in New Hampshire, when I was running the stations in New Hampshire, I was up there for the races every oh, time. I didn't even so and and also you gotta remember that I was really tied to the Nemechecks for a long time. I was oh. you know, I was part of their crew basically with with with, with John Hunter and, and and Joe. So I mean I've got more John Hunter and Joe Nemechek signed crap in this house. Like I've got literally boxes full of stuff signed. Okay. By Joe, by Joe, by John Hunter Nemechek and Joe Nemechek. Like, if anybody wants a autographed, signed Joe Nemechek hat, let me know. Got it. I got, a, I got a box in the garage. I got lug nuts signed by Joe. I got lug nuts signed by John Hunter. Um, Were you ever in the boxes. pit for a race? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I was I there did for Phoenix once. I did Poconos. I was I was on their box for a couple of times. They, they flew me out to the Poconos one one year, uh, in 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 uh, in where in Jersey or Pennsylvania, right? Pennsylvania, Poconos, yeah, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, so I did, 
the triangle because it's part of the country. It's all the same. It's all just not the same. Like, it's all the same. Just like it's up here. It's us. It's, and all, it's, the, it's all, all the same. I mean, Poconos is Jersey, Delaware, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Not even you know, Maryland. It's all the same. It's just all some big DMV. They tell you to shut up in the pit. You can wear the headset, but don't say a word. Oh no, I could talk. I mean, I was, I thought I was he really close. I was I was really close to them. Like I was in their pits for every race here in Vegas. Um I I I I was not like on tour with them, but like I would go and see them in all parts of all, all over the country where I've been, I've been with really? in Iowa. I've been with them um where else? In Texas, much times. Being in the pit changed the, my view of NASCAR. I had only, you know, previously okay. I'd never been to a race and you know, it was always just that thing that they did, and everybody. Talladega did that for me when I when I covered Talladega. Yeah. That changed. I, I was in that pit, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't even see a car go by. I heard it go by. <laughs> I was like, what? and then I watched That's the not first. Even that fast. I mean, you, you, you I could go to go to a, a Formula One race, and then you'll see real speed. Well, Those I got to are... watch from the top of the Golden Nugget parking garage. I watched the the Grand Prix downtown mm. and watched. Right. Cars like shoot down, you know, Main Street at 150 or whatever it did, and then almost stop and turn right. And I was like, "What? What just happened?" It was amazing. When you see the speed, it's crazy. But I, I saw the pit stop in Phoenix. Everybody jumped over that little wall. Yep. And they changed all the tires. They gassed it up, and they did all this stuff. And then they high fived after because they did it in like 15.2 seconds. And they were like, "Hey, way to go, way to go!" And I was wearing the headsets, and I was like. Oh my God, what just happened? Yep. I couldn't believe it. So I got a new appreciation for it. And then when you listen, those guys are athletes. Those guys, so guys who go guys who go over the wall are athletes. Amazing athletes. And then the 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 scientific nature of the guys driving, but yeah. like everybody's got the everything's so high tech. I was so impressed. I'm like, man, he's got the spotters and all these other things. There's, it's a team thing. There's one oh, guy yeah. driving a car. But it's a huge team thing. The computer that, that calculates gas is the one thing that I was like, that's crazy. Like they fascinating. They, yeah, calculates, you know, down, and then you have to trust that that much gas is actually in the tank and you don't know. Yeah. Like burn rate and how much no. should be left versus yeah. how much is left. And then how much did the gas can operator put in? Did he fully tap off the tank or did he come up a half a gallon short? Like you have to guess. Yeah. And like, do you go to the pit stop here? Do you follow the leaders? Do you not follow the leaders? Like that whole strategy of like what to do, when to do it was that, that I loved. That was really cool to watch. Yeah. And then you have to go all, all through that stuff and then you get wrecked. Like all that work, all that, and then and those dude, cars are like paper thin. Yep, you know, you, like, don't know, you don't realize it, but they are paper thin. Yes, I, I couldn't believe it. I we, we went to, we went to the to the truck, uh, the Bodine, Jeff Bodine. We we had guest passes, and he took us in, and I got to actually touch the car, and I'm like, oh my god, I thought I was gonna bend it, just leaning. Yeah, sheet metal, like, sheet metal is just thin, 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 paper thin, thin. thin. I was no. like, a, 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 a strong wind. How does this thing not just blow up into the sky? Like, it is unbelievable. Because it's and wrapped it, to look like a real car. It's so it, that it's a real car. It's a little go-kart. It's not. It's just a big engine oh. with a bunch of sheet metal around it going really fast. Couldn't believe it. Could not <laughs> yeah. believe it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I... I the drivers are all little people. So I think we naturally as guys think that the drivers, because they're smaller humans, that they're not super talented and what they're doing is not that oh. dangerous or exciting. It's ridiculous. Like it's just 
absolutely ridiculous. I remember I, I met Jeff Gordon in Huntsville, Alabama when I was working down there. It was like the first year in there. And like, I couldn't figure out, there were like, I was working for a guy who did this like boat show and Jeff Gordon was brought in and there were lines of people there to, with all their rainbow warrior stuff at the time. It was like in 2001 or 2000. And I was just like, you people really like this stuff. It totally blew my mind. I was like, I was like, I didn't get it. And then the next year I went to Talladega to cover Talladega and I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> now I get it because we're in Huntsville where we were the highway I 90 I believe, or 80, yeah, 80 would go through. So we would get all the Michigan, Ohio, Ohio plates, all the Midwestern people coming down to Dega. So they'd come through the city basically. And you oh, knew, it, wow. you knew it was Talladega week because Great. of all these the cars going down to Talladega. That place is crazy. Super speedways are fun. <laughs> Those are different different parts of the world. I'll so, take your word for very it. Very cool. <laughs> Guys, uh, do me a favor. Oh, you know, you need to go. Trust me. You, we're talking about Phoenix. I'll go is with you. I ain't yeah, going Phoenix up. is nothing compared to a super speedway. Okay. That is plate racing is woo boy. That's a whole different ball game right there. That's a lot of fun. Uh, subscribe to our props YouTube channel. If you haven't done so subscribe to the podcast on Apple rate review, subscribe to all the fun stuff for us and follow at Boston versus the book. We're back every single day, 1 PM Eastern time, including tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the program.